You know how to do stuff. You're technical. We have ignition. This is Nels Davis, and you're listening to All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. In this podcast, we answer the questions I and others have about the realities of product management, product marketing, going to market, and critical skills for business success like persuasion and influence. This is episode number 332, and as always, you can find all the links I mentioned in the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 332. So today, we're talking about product management tips. A few of the last episodes were pretty abstract. They're about mental models and how hard it is to predict in advance who's going to be a great product manager. Uh, That was the episode entitled Product Managers Are Unicorns. Even though some of the episodes in the podcast are kind of abstract, I always try to give you immediately actionable tips that you can use to put those ideas into practice. So even in the unicorn episode, there still was tips in there for action, but they still were abstract. But today, I am going to give you a bunch of tips. It's going to be all tips, things you can start using today to become better, more successful, happier, and more fulfilled as a product manager. So this episode is a little more grounded, a little more concrete, and it's all tips you can start using today. Interestingly, even though it wasn't really meant to be a retrospective, I found it kind of interesting that it turned out to be a bit of a summary or a recap of a lot of the ideas I've shared over the past 12 or even 15 months and even longer on my blog. But in this episode, I thought I'd just go ahead and share kind of a top 10 list. So these are 10 of the most powerful actions you can start doing today to become a better product manager, to get your salespeople to love you, to win more deals, and to watch your profits soar, which of course is our bottom line, so to speak, as product managers. Really the thing that we should really be measured on if it weren't such a lagging indicator is revenues and even more importantly, profits. I provide context for each tip. And I mentioned the article or podcast where I talk a lot more about the idea. And of course, in the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 332, there are links to everything, including the original articles and the podcast where you can get the full story and even more actions in each of those. Here are the top 10 things to start doing today. Number one, reduce the perception of risk. So your prospects are consumed with worries about the risk of buying your product. What can you do about that? Well, this is all about putting yourself in your prospect's shoes and understand from their perspective, what are the risks, the change management costs, and the opportunity costs they perceive with your product. You want to be specific about this and then address those things as you figure them out. You should be able to come up with probably 10 or more items that might be causing your prospect to be concerned about buying your product. And then you want to come up with some ideas for reducing those perceptions of risk. For example, if you have some successful customers already, you might consider using the story of their success to reduce the fear of a new prospect about whether they're going to be successful or not. Now, I have multiple podcast episodes and articles about managing risk and what I call the value inequality. Check out episodes number 306 and 307, for example, for more on that. That's alltheresponsibility.com slash 306 or slash 307. Tip number two, what's the problem? What does your product do? Well, it solves a problem for someone, a problem that's so bad that your prospects are willing to pay real money for the solution. So make sure you can articulate that problem and why it's so important to your ideal prospects. Episode 311 has more on this topic, 
And also my articles on value propositions and what does a product manager do go into this in a lot more detail. Tip number three, build in knowledge. Your customers really don't want to buy capabilities. They want to buy solutions and knowledge. Look for situations in your products, in your product, where maybe most users take the same steps in the same order most of the time. Make this set of steps the default and make it a single action. That's just one way of taking of putting some knowledge into your product. You're going to do the most common thing. You're going to make it the simplest thing. You might still want to leave the other options available, but if most people are doing the same thing most of the time, make it very, very easy to do that thing. That's one way of including knowledge. There's a lot of other ways, and I have a couple of great articles and podcasts. I'll put those in the, those links in the show notes about how to do, how to put knowledge into your product. Tip number four, find market problems. We've already kind of talked about the fact that your product needs to be solving a problem. But really the most important activity we have as product managers is finding these market problems to solve. It's actually the biggest payoff uh, in terms of our time usage. And are you, are you doing enough of that? Well, think about how much time you're spending today finding market problems. This means talking to customers, to prospects, the customers of competitors and lost prospects outside the context of sales to understand their most important problems. If it's less than 20% on average, you probably need to do more. Tip number five, learn to tell a story. I'm sure you know that stories are the most effective way to communicate with people and that most people make decisions emotionally and justify the decisions rationally. This is kind of the fundamental rule of persuasion. One way to help people make those emotional decisions is through stories. So you should be making sure to get emotionally compelling stories from your customers. Whenever you talk to a customer, try to elicit their stories about how your product has helped them satisfy personal goals, from being less annoyed by their work, to being more praised by their peers, to maybe not losing their job, or not having to quit because they hate it so much. Now you can use the list of points in my article about using the achievement of personal goals in your customer stories as a guideline for your questions. I have a whole article about this. Tip number six, reposition or kind of rethink agile. So I think as technologists, we often have an understanding of agile as essentially the things that it does or the things that we do to be agile. But a lot of executives have a hard time understanding agile. And actually, many people at all levels of the organization really do. So when you talk to your executives about agile and about how you're using agile methodologies to work on your product, you probably don't even really want to talk about Agile. You want to talk about that you're delivering value to market faster and that you're using a methodology that's called Agile that enables you to do that. This results in higher revenue and more profits. Now, execs are typically much more interested in higher revenues and profits than they are in development and project management methodologies, and that's why we don't want to talk to them about Agile. We want to talk to them about value. So I have a whole article on this, how to talk to your executives about Agile, for a much longer rant on that topic. Tip number seven, ask better questions. Being able to ask good probing questions is one of the most important tools you have for finding and validating market problems, as well as for getting to the roots, causes of bugs, and all kinds of other things that you have to do in the product management process. If you can create a set of questions for doing customer interviews about the topics you need to learn, and practice them so you're natural when talking to customers, that's going to give you a good leg up. 
Now, in the show notes, I'll, there's a link to my article called Get People Talking for more on how to ask good open-ended questions and keep people talking. And I also have a download uh, associated with that article that gives you a whole list of questions you can use to get started on that. Tip number eight, give marketing and sales a hand. Salespeople who only talk about product features are unlikely to make quota, but in lots of tech companies particularly, those are the talking points they're given. They're given a list of features. Instead, to make quota, they need to be able to talk about how your solution, that is your product, solves customer problems. In other words, solves the problem that the prospects have. Now, observe how the sales team sells your product. This is the tip here. Are they focused on the customer's problems and how your product solves them, or are they focused on the product's features and functions? If it's the latter, you need to start giving them better information, and you need to work with marketing to make sure that they're trained better about how to sell. Make sure you provide the four key pieces of product knowledge, which is the value proposition, including the problem you solve and why your solution is better than alternatives, uh, the segmentation and qualifying questions that they should be using to make sure that they found a lead who is a qualified lead. You want to give them objection handling guidance and competitor information. I cover all of this in episodes 320 and 321. And again, links in the show notes. Tip number nine, pre-handle objections. Handling product-related sales objections is one of the most challenging parts of a salesperson's life. You can help them out with better customer-oriented product information. Here's one way. Make a list of the features and capabilities that competitors have that you don't. Develop reasons and stories of why you chose not to provide those or why customers don't really get value from them. Stories about why customers chose you despite you not having those features are particularly compelling. Podcast episode number 304 has a lot more on this topic and other persuasion topics as well. Finally, tip number 10. Make sure your methodology is working for you. Are your company's processes and methodologies no longer providing the value that they once did, meaning are they now standing in the way of you delivering value to the market? If your methodology or process is hindering your ability to get value to market, you need to come up with a change, at least one change, to make immediately to align the process better to your goals. So you can check out podcast episode number 322 for more on this. And there's a blog article called The Secret Truth About Your Methodology and Processes, which has a lot more on this topic. If you do these 10 things, your career will change. These 10 powerful product management tips will help you get more customers, find better market problems, close more sales, the whole gamut of the product management world. If you do happen to try some of these, leave a comment telling me how they worked out for you. And if you have any questions about any of them, feel free to drop me a line. You know where to find me, alltheresponsibility.com slash 322, which is where you'll also find this complete list with links to the related articles and podcasts at alltheresponsibility.com slash 332. There's also a link to buy my book, The Secret Product Manager Handbook, which some people have said is like sitting with a mentor and it's full of even more product management tips. You'll also find links on that page to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please consider rating it and reviewing it on iTunes or clicking the recommend button in your podcast player. In Overcast, I know it's a little star on the episode. Your recommendations help other people find the podcast, so it helps me out and spreads the word. You can also just share the podcast with your friends and colleagues directly via email or whatever you like. You know how to do stuff. You're technical. 
If you have questions you'd like me to answer on this podcast, I'd love to hear them. Leave me a comment in the show notes or drop me an email at nils at nilsdavis.com. You can support the podcast by donating on my Patreon page, also linked in the show notes. And this has been episode number 332 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. And until next episode, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye. We have ignition.